Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's something there where women are so deathly afraid of rejection because they think it's such a reflection of themselves mm. that they never try. Mm. And it's a shame because you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wanting something that you can't, you have. can't have. But why can't you have him? Uh, ask this man about his ex. <laughs> ask him about relationships. Don't be nervous about having ambitions for having a thriving business this and taking the blockers when they arise, no matter how close Ow. the person is to you. This is They it. have to go. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation it's that time of the month where we're going to be answering your dilemmas that's right we're going to be running through your dilemmas like a road route on the nyc subway (laughs) 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 what is the relevance we don't know we don't know but you've seen those things they scurry really far like if you've ever seen a rat in any kind of subway (laughs) rat on the highway the highway <laughs> sorry i was just thinking of that meme that we recently released on instagram <laughs> oh man but yes it's that time of the month girlies where we take all of your dilemmas in one to really just ram through them because we've yeah. had quite a few and the sisters be out here floundering and we want to see you glow and grow you already know so without further ado well miss courtney i'm gonna take the first dilemma i'm gonna present right. it to you real nice and uh <laughs> Real nice and cute. And sisters, please, by all means, if you do have, you know, your two pence that you want to share, if you have any pearls of wisdom or anything you want to add to these dilemmas, by all means, drop them like it's hot in the comments below on YouTube. I'm coming with all the the analogies and all the sayings today, aren't I? I'm here for it. Cheeky. (laughs) All right. Hello, girls. Hello. I just wanted to say that I love your podcast. I listen literally every weekend. And I think that I can tell both of your story lives if uh, (laughs) someone was to ask me. I like like that. I like that. (laughs) But I need help. And I would love if you could answer me in one of your episodes. Well, sis, it's your lucky day. Today, we're taking the dilemma. Um, So I just broke up with my boyfriend. And one of the reasons was because of the difference in culture. Okay. I'm Brazilian and he's American. The fact that we see life and relationships very differently from each other, for example, showing affection in public, um, was screaming and we couldn't handle that. Mm. Well, the thing is, life doesn't stop. And I know that I'll come back to see other guys at some point. All right, girl. How can I effectively, moving forward, Mm. um, handle the differences of cultures in a relationship? Thank you, girls. Mm, this is a good wholesome one. I like it. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, it just feels like I f- it feels like you really know how to play this dating game. Good mm. for you. Um, I think culture is something that's very important to people, right? It's a part of their identity. I think 
learning how to listen to someone's culture, what is important to them, why it's important to them and be able to respect that and appreciate that is really important and really healthy when trying to build a relationship with somebody. When you're both coming with those same viewpoints of this is important to me, this is important to you. I don't think it, I think it's important to find a way to balance compromise and just to make sure you can kind of form a hybrid culture within your relationship and to start forming your own culture, which is informed, which is informed by both of your traditions, culture, norms, values, all of that stuff. So it really comes down to communication. I think it also comes down to laying out expectations. Um, one thing that ingrained culture can have us doing is assuming a lot. Mm-hmm. I I would go about this this way. If I met your parents, I would do it. I would act like this. And it's easy to then just assume everyone is like that. But unless you actually have a way to communicate expectations and you just go off of assumptions, it will easily lead to disappointment Mm. because nobody knows how to live up to a culture that they have not lived. Mm. So I think it's important to really learn how do I express that these are my, this is my culture. How do I see where this person sits with that how could we find a way that um it because they may be totally down for it like okay in my culture we don't typically do this but because it's your culture I will honor that you know because I I appreciate you I respect you and I I love you and I love that this is a part of you if it's something that actually they cannot do like it, it it's a massive compromise for them and it goes against their personal values and ethos I don't know what sort of things would kind of cross this kind of boundary um you have to try and also understand that from their standpoint as well it's important to them to not cross that boundary or to not do xyz um how do you then come to a middle ground how do you then um either you bend or it's a stalemate. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? Do you Mm -hmm. get what I mean? So I think a lot of this is going to be about learning to bend, learning to accept that you're not trying to overdrive someone else's culture and make them conform to you, but you're trying to create a form of like synergy and a a form of hybrid um, between you two. That's, that's what I would say. How about you? Yeah, I love that. I think first of all, like figuring out how important your culture is to you, Mm. um, because like culture can be, you know, Depending on where you're from, culture is just one of those things where it's more important to one than others. There might be family ramifications as well. If it's a thing where, you know, culture is very, very important to you and your family, because, you know, remember when you do get into a relationship, it's not just you and them, it's Mm, your ecosystem and their ecosystem together. So it's really important that you understand exactly how important it is in the grand scheme of things, as well as to you individually. Um, and then understand how transmissible your culture is as well. Like, is it something that can be easily shared? Yeah. Is it something that requires a bit of work on the part of the other person to really understand and get to grips with and vice versa in the sense of, is it something that's easily teachable? Um, so really understanding the ramifications of that as well. And also identifying like what kind of cultural elements are important. So mm. for example, religion can be very much bound up into culture, mm. um, societal roles can be very much bound into culture culture is one of those things where it's actually very um it's a very loose definition of a lot of different social things attitudes um wrapped up in one so it could denote you know religious culture it could denote something like ethnic culture and in your case you know being brazilian versus american this sounds like it's more kind of like national slash ethnic culture um so yeah, and being very, very forthcoming if culture is imp- important mm. to you, to the person that you're dating. Like, you know, 
it's really, really cool that you're Brazilian. Shout out to our Brazi- Brazilian oh, listeners. Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, Yo, I didn't even know we had Brazilian li- <laughs> listeners, but you guys shout are lit. Shout out to Brazil. Um, shout out to Brazil. We've got major, major love for I really want to go to Brazil. Honestly. I want to go to Rio. Oh, so listen. Bad. It's okay. It's on our bucket list. Really if is. you catch us, you know, like a rat on a highway <laughs> in, in Rio, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> then be surprised. Um, but yeah, really understanding like, how much is that culture of importance to you? Mm. Like what are the key things in your culture that you would want to share? Mm. Um, and then if you are interested in like building a future with the person, what does that hybrid look like? Yes. Right. Like if you are going to have kids and listen, I've seen it work. Like mm. I'm definitely the product yeah. of two co- competing cultures. Yes. I'll be African. Um, yeah. So for those that don't know, it's always really funny because sometimes I see like the comments on yeah. TMS. People's like, oh, there was one that was like, oh, Renee, you look South African. I was like, y'all, y'all look, you guys are beautiful, bit, but I'm not. It's a bit far off. It's a little bit far <laughs> off the continent. Um, but without giving it away, West African and Central Africa. Mm. Um, so that was a very interesting dynamic. And I won't lie, there are certain times where one culture will be more dominant and more mm. present present than the other. And it's very much about how much, you know, how forward and forthcoming you are with your culture and yeah. certain things that you believe yeah. in um, community with each other. That's so, good. so I think making sure that you're very, very forthcoming about your culture, being very clear about what you want to try and, you know, transmit to the other person mm. as well as to potentially your kids, if you do want to have kids mm. and how that's going to work um, realistically so with your family, because you don't want that whole, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like this is the situation in this case, mm. but I've definitely heard of like, Things where people are pursuing relationships with other people, knowing that, you know, it's a bit sticky because they know their parents are not going to, you know, accept them or like their whole ecosystem will reject them as a result of engaging with somebody else who's outside of that culture. So just being aware of what are the pros and cons, Mm. what are the consequences as well as what are the potential, you know, pros um, is really important. But from... The affability and the happiness and joy from this dilemma. You know what I mean? This sounds like, sis, it sounds like, you know, as much as it didn't quite work out, I really do have hope that something is going to work out pretty soon for you. A hundred percent. And I I think on that as well, like once you make your... um, you communicate like these are, this is my culture. This is what's important to me, etc. I think it's also room to give somebody room to evolve and grow Mm, and mm, kind of mm. because this is not going to come as second nature to them you've been socialized for literally your whole life to internalize and have this culture ingrained in you they have not so they will forget things they may violate things um not because they are being purposefully malicious Mm. but because they just don't know it as instinctively as you do so you have to give somebody room to kind of get used to it, get used to this new, and and also give yourself room to get used to this new way of doing things. If you're completely assimilating or, you know, finding that hybrid balance or kind of testing out the waters with different Mm. things. But culture is one of those things, like you said, like it actually permeates so many different ways of expression and and day-to-day life. But at the same time, it's not everything. And this could be also the opportunity to start your own culture. Mm. And, And like I said, like with this kind of hybrid thing, Decide together, I mean, depending on how serious you are, what matters, what doesn't matter, how do we want things to to work? Um, We often see this dilemma a lot with like being of two different religions, being from two different backgrounds and stuff like that. So it comes down to communication, babe. 100%. 100%. Love that for you, though. It's really nice. Brazil. 
It's very nice. I, oh. I thoroughly enjoy it. So on to the next one. This one's very interesting, a little bit sticky, quite juicy, but <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a lot with this one. Okay. Hit me, hit. Firstly, I just wanted to say a massive thank you for all you do. Finding your incredible podcast was Aww. honestly cha- has honestly changed my life, Jeez. reaffirmed what I believe and showed me a community of brilliant women I have always searched for. Thank Sis, you. we love you, man. That's that so, is that's so hard, nice. That, that is so nice. Hard, um, as for my dilemma, it's about a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We're 22. He supported me through an abortion mm-hmm. and a split with my ex, mm-hmm. um, whose child it was. But I'm struggling to navigate my feelings because I'm actually in love with him. Ooh. He knows I have feelings, but maybe not to this level since we're very brutally honest with one another. Well, not as brutal as you think because you haven't told him you're in love with him Um, (laughs) it's hard to deal with the flirtation because it's really nice when it's happening and it's clear he likes me too but I think he's potentially traumatized by his ex too do I cut him off or do I keep trying to navigate my feelings in a friendship I don't know if I can set harsh enough boundaries to avoid it slipping into semi-romantic thank you so much in advance I know it's lengthy but I feel so lost I want him more because I don't have him man man isn't that the uh age old narrative mm-hmm. of wanting something that you can't, you have. can't have but why can't you have him uh, but why can't you have him no i don't think there's any particular reason she can't have him yeah. i think she just needs to tell him this is it i, I think <laughs> this whole thing, miss courtney talk to us i talk think this us. whole thing is being made more complicated than it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you, and I'm going based on the fact that you said you think he likes you too because you two flirt. Now, this is the key thing. Make sure that the flirtation is actually flirtation and not just him being nice to you because you've just gone through a hard time Mm. with the abortion and your ex split. So I, I think it's important to one, maybe using the fact that you're his friend currently, leverage that position and start to ask him, so what happened between you and your ex? Why are you feeling, why am I perceiving that? I like you. Like, why am I perceiving that there's an issue here? Before you you step, because he may come out and say something real crazy, like I'm never trying to date a woman again or women are trash. Then, you know, back off. You gotta, you gotta bounce. (laughs) But if he like explains to you, this is what happened. This is how I felt. I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to do this. Or he gives you an idea that he's actually open to a relationship. Mm. That's your cue, baby girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also want to make sure that you are healed. You've gone through quite a lot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. make sure that you're healed and you're not just latching onto someone because you've lost or you you feel as though you you just want company during a hard time. Um, this is not me projecting. This is just me because I don't have the full context of the situation. Um, but he has supported you through a really hard time, which is absolutely brilliant. But make sure you're not just making something there because it's just an emotional time generally and now you're getting gratitude mixed up as love if that makes sense yeah like as romantic love because i think when somebody is there for you going through a milestone and a a very big decision you may now start thinking oh i love this person it's like do i love this person or do i love that they were there for me during Mm -hmm. this time Mm -hmm. you know so his personality and stuff but the fact that you said you were actually close friends I think explore it. I think communicate how you're feeling after you find out how he's feeling. Um, Try and pry a little bit more into whether he likes you or not. Um, But cutting him off is way too extreme. I don't don't know where that... I I think that's quite extreme. Yeah, Mm -hmm. self-sabotage really jumped out there. Considering if he was this supportive 
Yeah, cutting him off is very strange. That's quite, yeah. But I hear it in the sense of it's more so the extreme of what boundaries might look like, basically. Okay, okay. So I hear that, like, it's okay. If it won't be romantic and we keep slipping into this flirtatious stuff, I got cut you off because we're going to end up, you know. Yeah, I get that. Um, But yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that, first of all, check whether it's love, Mm. you know, heal and all that kind of good stuff. But if you do have friends, like a, a relatively strong friendship where yeah. you guys can be brutally honest yeah. with each other. Ask this man about his ex. <laughs> Ask him about relationships. Ask him. Like, it sounds so daunting to do. And yes. I found with a lot of women, like a lot of my female friends, when it comes to like liking a guy, mm. and maybe it's just because like after going through certain experiences and the lack of like, I just don't have time. If I like you, I will, yeah. I will tell you or yeah. I will have to ask you if you like me because... But a lot of us are scared of unrequited love and rejection. Yeah. This is the thing. This is the, yeah. If I tell you I like you and you're like, ill, Yeah. I, but the thing is. Kill me. Here's the thing though. I feel like with guys in mm. particular, two things. First is a lot of girls actually have the upper hand because mm. when you approach a guy, mm. they're going to be so bowled over by the fact that you've approached him first. That usually. Do you think? Yes. Usually it okay. works in your favor. But, but I feel like that's only if you've seen. And you're rather kind of confident that they like you too. Yeah, that they find you attractive. Yeah. I hear that. But, I mean, we can go into this into like, you know, another episode Mm. dealing with rejection. Mm. Because I think a lot of us women, we're just not used to rejection. We're used to doing the rejection. This is true. But with a lot of guys, because they're so used to rejecting, it's like, okay, cool. She doesn't like me. Mm. It is what it is. Let's move on. So I do think that there's something there where women are so deathly afraid of rejection because they think it's such a reflection of themselves mm. that they never try mm. and it's a shame because you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take That's a and it's better at least for me i would rather live with knowing as yeah. opposed to speculating yeah at least i can say a hundred percent okay cool i found you attractive and i liked you and it might be a thing where they find you attractive but they're not ready to be in a relationship yeah and that's clarity yeah so sometimes the clarity you seek you actually need to actively go and Seek it. Seek it. That's very you good. You need to be very, that very clear. Very good. And you can't expect that in... Because that's... For me, that t- that sets the tone for my relationship going forward mm. in the sense that I prioritize clarity, mm. I prioritize honesty, and mm. I want you to tell me like it is. The truth. If I can't model that, how can I expect you to model that? A word. Um, so A yeah, word. I think if you guys are brutally honest with each other and if you guys are relatively good friends, ask him about his ex, find out the situation there, Talk about like relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that's something that you can do with friends. Yeah. Right? Whether they're male or female or um, whatever they identify as, generally, if you're quite close friends, Mm. you can talk about relationships and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. So suss out. Suss out. Figure out. Very true. Um, Cutting him off, that shouldn't be an option until things go really left or Mm. sour. And I really just hope that they don't. It sounds like it won't anyways. Worst case scenario, okay, cool. Um, He might find you attractive, but he doesn't want to pursue a relationship. That doesn't say anything about your worth. And that shouldn't really necessarily, you know, impact your friendship in any way. Unless, you know, I think that's another thing people are afraid of, though. Mm. The transition from, like, friendship to relationship can be awkward Mm. or... If you if the love is unrequited, mm. it can make change the dynamic of yeah. the, the friendship a little bit. Yeah. Um, as long as you guys are clear, and as long as you know it's um, you take some time, take your time with it. This doesn't have to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Take your time with it. Figure out where both of you guys are 
in your head, mentally, yeah. where you're at, and then proceed with caution from yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. Take it slow. But listen, shoot your shots, sis. Hope shoot you. It. I was about to say, hope you don't miss. <laughs> Even if you miss, Sha, take time out. Plenty of other in the sea. Very true. Plenty of other. Very true. And you guys are both 2022. 20, oh, so oh, there's there's fish in the sea. There's you fish and they're even young. They're de- plentiful. All right, girl. You're all right. You got time. You got time. Yeah. I love that. Take the risk. Why not? Why you not? might find your, the love of your life. This is it. On to the next <laughs> dilemma. On to the next dilemma. Mm-hmm. Hello, sisters. Hello. I have a dilemma. Straight yes, into do. it. Yeah, right into it. Right in there. Right in there. <laughs> Um, me and my friend decided to start a business together. Ah. I was noticing signs of inconsistency ah. and unreliability from my partner in the yeah. beginning, yeah. but just decided to give her the benefit of the doubt no. because this is both of our first time as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But eight months in and it hasn't gotten better, even after numerous meetings. She has a child, so that might be one of the oh, reasons okay. why she's slacking. It's painful to let her go because I know this might be the end of our relationship. Mm. I do want to still give her some shares in the business, mm. just not equal shares. And I also want to become the sole proprietor because I don't think she is taking the business as serious as I am. And I don't want it to affect us in the long run. I would like to know if you think I'm making the right decision. Love from Ghana. Hey! What's up? What's up? What's up? It's a and all them things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! We're just going to ignore what you oh just said there. <laughs> <laughs> that thing will follow us like a shadow. It's what does the to say even mean? What a wow! <laughs> How are you? Yeah, but that's the only thing you know, isn't it? Anyways, I know, shout out um, to my guardian sister. A shout out to the guardian sisters. I actually know, um, oh, Courtney, as yeah. my bestie, you should be teaching me, uh, you know. These Why? phrases and uh, sayings. Why? <sighs> like in the first dilemma, <laughs> what have culture you, what, and transmitting what, culture. What have you taught me? You have three languages at your disposal. What have you taught me, Renee? I rest my case. And so. But you were really good at French. No, I wasn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's wrong with you. <laughs> oh I gosh. hated that class. I hated the teacher. I hated studying languages. All of it. Oh that God, was the worst. That they was the lowest me. GCSE I have. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I still got to be in it. But oh, I actually don't mind. Don't mind that languages don't work. Give me numbers. Give me literature. Give me science, even. Languages, I can't. Don't I can't. You guys have heard me Don't how many times I stumble over words I'm trying to read. I think I have something. It's okay. But, anyways, I won't be gaslit. I need a safe space in order to host this show with you. And if you're going to keep reminding me of my past failures, when I can't bring myself to do it. Okay? Listen. Send help. Cultural, um. trans- <laughs> cultural transmission. Hello? That's what we we're talking about. What are we bringing? Hybrids. Yeah? 
we'll go to Ghana soon. Then you'll learn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This dilemma, we've actually answered something very, very similar. Mm. I believe in the first episode here on YouTube. Wow. Um, where somebody was in, had a business partnership and somebody was not pulling their weight. Yeah. What I will say in this case though, in terms of taking that step, a step forward, I think there's even a dedicated video to it on this channel. So mm. definitely go mm. and search for that. But one thing I will definitely say in terms of this specific instance and taking the conversation a little bit further is having hard business conversations are necessary and people need to learn with business to lay their feelings aside as business partners ourselves right sometimes we have to either call ourselves out or call the other person out and be like we need to pull our weight we need to keep going harder um and these are our specific targets our specific goals this is how each of us is going to contribute to that and we have to hold each other accountable as if if this were a company and as if we were not friends and we were just colleagues right and I think there's a necessary um detachment that kind of needs to happen mm. when having those kinds of conversations um obviously still having compassion and still remembering you are still friends you need to respect each other but at the same time realizing that all these excuses wouldn't run in a workplace. Mm-hmm. This is not going to bring in money. So the, the actual success or failure of this company rides on both of you taking responsibility to show up. Yeah. And if somebody is still not showing up, then naturally what would a workplace do? Fire you. Or they would have an assessment or a review to say, listen, as we've assessed your behavior and your past here. actions, you're on a probation or you have a set amount of time to prove yourself or we have to move on to the next. And I think you have to treat this business this way. Mm. The biggest challenge is the fact that currently it's it sounds you're equals right yeah worst comes to worst you have to start your own company like you you can't you just have to leave this company and start your own thing um or you i think your reasoning is quite honest it's going to be a hard conversation and sometimes there's no advice we can give you that will make it softer it's going to be a hard conversation you sit down and you say Actually, this is exactly what I went through when I started my company. I had a business partner. They weren't pulling their weight. I didn't think that they were going to add as much to the company as I could. So we had a conversation like, sorry, but I think it would be better for me to leave this on my own. Um, and they were like, okay, why do you feel like that? We had a conversation. I laid it out. It's a logical um assessment of the way we've been behaving for the last couple of months and I think that you would agree that you know maybe you're not at the stage where I think this is what you should say to her maybe you're not at the stage to commit to this um and we can maybe have a conversation later when you are but at the moment it's not panning out and I can't carry the weight of both of us when Mm. we are meant to be sharing this company and sharing this burden and sharing the weight of the work that's an honest conversation to have. And yes, you may be the bad guy for a couple of months, but as long as you can justify your reasons and as long as you can prove that it's for the benefit of the company, they're just going to have to take it. They're just going to have to go They're And also you're offering to give them shares. Like you're mm-hmm. offering to not like fully cut them off, but give them shares and be like, hey, here's for helping me with the idea or for helping me come this far. Here's some shares. But because I'm doing the majority of the work, I think that should be reflected in my equity. Yeah. That is completely fine. That is, and a lot of women are scared to make, have boss conversations. They're scared to have proper business, rational conversations in fear, especially if you're starting with a friend in fear that you're going to sound emotional and you're going to sound like you're getting at the person. No, 
Like it's it's business. This is business, and in in order to survive, you have to be cutthroat sometimes. And this isn't even as cutthroat cutthroat as it gets. So I think find a way, lay out your conversation, make sure it's logical, present all your points, give them an opportunity to say things, but only believe things based on action. So if they say that they're going to improve, okay, you've got two months to improve. You've got three months mm-hmm. to improve. And these are the ways we're going to measure your improvement. Actual key performance key performance indicators, sorry, actually have those there so that you can assess them properly, mm. not just based on sentiment. Because everyone can have good sentiment yeah. when it comes to business. Of yeah. course I want to be involved. Oh yeah, that's a lit idea. But when it comes down to actually putting in the work and really doing the strategy that's a completely different story. And some people, because of life circumstances, like for this girl, or because of, you know, they realize that they're in over their head or whatever, they can't live up to that. That's not your fault, but you want to live up to that. And if there's no company because you both run it down because you couldn't have this conversation, then you're gonna you're gonna be upset. You're gonna lose out. So mm. have the hard conversation. I think everything you've presented here is really logical. Um, And I know the risk is, I know this might end the friendship, not if you let them know this is a business thing, but as your friend, I still want to be with you to help you deal with things in your personal life. This is not a reflection of you personally. It's just as you in this role, right? It's not you as a person, as an entirety. It's you in this role as the co-founder of this company. You're not living up to that role description, but you're still a great person and X, Y, Z, and I'm still here for you as a person, but in this role. You're not living up to it. You suck. I've rambled on, but what do you No, think? no, I think that was a, a great, great, uh, great answer. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think you, what you were saying around the fact that some women shy away from having those hard mm. conversations, the fact that you were empathetic enough to kind of mention, oh, she's had a child. Yeah. That was really good. It, it shows much. that, you know, you're, you have some empathy there. You have some compassion. Whereas when I think of like, you know, men, for example, if that... Bro, <laughs> as in that's how they start. Bro, you need to go <laughs> pack your things. Like it's just no. Or or let's give them a bit more credit. They would let you know. Like they wouldn't be shy to let you know what's going on. Yeah. They would put you on. They would be more assertive to just hit the solution. Right. Yeah. A lot of yeah. us want to. How do I kind of get around their feelings? And it's about the solution mm-hmm. for the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want your business to thrive and you've identified that there is a blocker and it's your Mm. friend or (laughs) co-founder, they have to go. And I like what you were saying about, you know, making the distinction between your friendship and the business Mm. because it doesn't have to suffer if you go about it with enough compassion, which you've already started with. Um, This is something that you've thought about over a couple of months or weeks or however long they have been exhibiting the fact that they cannot pull their weight. Mm. And yeah, just there's no way to soften the blow because Mm. the blow needs to, to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's more of a what weapon do you choose Mm. at this point? Pick your poison. poison. And there are some poisons that are quick and efficient. (laughs) And there are some poisons that are slow and excruciating. Yeah, for the both of you. Pick the fast and quick one. Do it as cleanly as possible. You cannot also be responsible for her reaction. Mm. If she reacts badly, then that's not a reflection on you. And that's not something that you can control. Yeah. But... If you have faith in the fact that you're going to handle this as professionally and compassionately as possible, then you should be good to go. I feel like, yeah, it's going to hurt, 
potentially them but it's better that you do it as cleanly as possible mm. if you want this business to thrive this is it don't be nervous about having ambitions for having a thriving business this and taking the blockers when they arise no matter how close Ow. the person is to you this is they it. have to go if i was in you know doing business stuff with like a sibling mm. and they weren't pulling their weight i would have to tell them yeah i love you but this ain't gonna work between us yeah and just because this doesn't work between us doesn't mean you stop being my sibling. This is it. By blood, we're, we're still related. Yeah. But that relationship doesn't have to suffer as a result of the fact that they can't operate effectively in this specific role. Mm. Um, and I also love what you were saying about being very practical mm. about um, measuring performance. Mm. So if it is a thing where it's like, oh, you want to give them another chance, um, but you also want to make sure that you're prepared with the ammo just in case things don't continue to improve. Yeah. You can objectively say, listen, we agreed on this two months ago. You still have unfortunately failed. Um, well, don't say it like that. But unfortunately, <laughs> but it, that. it seems like this is not working between us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's very, very, again, compassionate of you to think about giving shares as well. Because yeah. some people are just like, I'm out of here you don't need the shares or nothing like that but the recognition of that initial input that she put in I think was really um good so this is less so a dilemma because I think you know and you suspect what the right the right answer to this would be um but here's the validation sis Mm. uh it's okay to be Mm. cutthroat Mm. about um business decisions when it concerns your friends yeah and do what you think will be best for yourself, your company, and inadvertently for her. Because yeah. if she does have a kid and she does need to commit a bit more time to the other things that she's doing, then this might actually be the best thing for everyone, really. This is so true. And I was going to say, like, it may you may be feeling guilty because she just had a kid mm. and you don't kind of want to take food off her table, right, in terms of money-wise, right? The thing is, though, that's not your responsibility mm. because... If you are somebody who, and this is not getting at her at all, but with the mentality that I have a family, I've got a future, I really want this business to thrive. You work hard at your work, right? You work hard at your job, at your project, at your business. um, And she's failing to do that according, and also try and get her to recognize that she's failing to do that because she may be in kind of delusion Mm. and thinking she is doing well. Exactly but you haven't communicated that this is not up to scratch. So have that conversation. That's why it's important to have this honest conversation to say, I don't know if you're giving your best. Please tell me if you are giving your best. Because if you are giving your best, maybe we need to invest in training or maybe this is just not the right time for us to start this together. But if you're not giving your best and I know you're not giving your best, then we need you to kind of pull up your pants ASAP um, because we can't carry dead weight. And I love what you said you are trying to make this business successful and you cannot feel guilty for that, right? I think a lot of us, if you start a friend with a, sorry, if you start a business with a friend or a family member, it can look like something you're doing together rather than I'm building a business and I have someone here to help me. And I got the privilege of doing it with someone and co-building something. But the Mm. ultimate aim is we're trying to build something because we believe in its success. It's not just an activity for us to do together. This is not bonding. This is us actually trying to build something that we believe is of impact and of value for the world, or at least will make money for us. That should be your goal when building a business. And of course, personal growth and all this stuff. But ultimately everyone wants their business to be successful it's not a project it's a business Mm -hmm. so you have to be willing to have this kind of to make this decision for the betterment of the business absolutely yeah oh tragic yeah sorry girl can kind of feel like a breakup but 
You get over it. Clean break. 100%. Hopefully, you put money in your bank too. Amen to that. (laughs) Hey, sisters. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Next dilemma. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sisters. I'm reaching out from Texas. We love it. The United States of America. We love y'all. Hey girl. Um, I'm 21 years old and I oftentimes find myself not being taken seriously. When I speak, people don't seem to listen. When I ask questions, they don't seem to get answered. Embarrassingly enough, I have to either ask my parents to speak on my behalf in order for people to respond, or I have to reach out to another elder adult that has my best interest at heart to speak on my behalf. This has made it really challenging for me to grow, foster independence, and be the leader I know I am capable of being. Considering that these instances happen quite often, I find myself constantly questioning what it is about me that leads people to not take me seriously. Mm. Do you sisters have any advice on how to prevent being dismissed and how to gain respect in order to have my voice heard well first of all sis you need to increase the decibels of your vocal <laughs> range because you don't know what i need like first of all volume is important you gotta the decibels of your voice need raise to be peaking the volume, raise the volume um this is quite difficult to answer mm. as um straightforward as possible because i don't know the context in yeah. which people are not listening to you. So you've mentioned like parents. I'm assuming like, is it in like family gatherings or family settings that you feel dismissed or is it professional settings? Um, But I'm going to go through each one um, just to make sure that we hit the nail somewhere. Mm. So in terms of like just general not being dismissed, I was joking about the volume thing, but I also wasn't joking in the sense that you need to be aware of the way that you present yourself and articulate yourself. Are you actually speaking clearly enough? Are you speaking loud enough? Are you speaking in a way that grabs people's attention when you're speaking to them? Are you holding eye contact or are you looking away? Are you doing the whole, excuse me? No. Yeah. Is your body language confident enough that it commands the attention of the person that you're speaking to? Um, Especially if it's a one-to-one setting. And if it's a loud setting, like you do need to be loud. You do need to have presence. And it's often linked to a confidence thing. Like Mm. how confident are you in articulating yourself? Mm. And I know this can feel like a a vicious cycle sometimes because when you are being dismissed, it feels like, oh, well, that's just validated the fact that I don't have a voice. and like I can't be confident and all of that good stuff. Right. First, deal with the fact that you deserve to be heard. Come on. Even if it's something trivial, if yeah. you're in the store and the store assistant hasn't heard you, yeah. increase the decibels of your voice, my yeah. dear. Um, you like it, It's important that you are heard. Mm. And if you don't get heard the first time, then you try the second time until somebody hears, hears you. you. Um, in professional, we'll start with a professional because that's yeah. usually typically the, the like, in terms of dilemmas that we get, a lot of ladies out here are like, finding it difficult to express themselves in the workplace. Yeah. When it comes to the workplace, the first thing that I would say is always be solution oriented. Mm. Think about how you can become a solution in your workplace, whether it's to your colleagues, to your boss. When they ask you questions, it's often, what do you think about this thing? But more specifically, how can we solve the problems that we have in the workplace? So when you are, you know, engaging with someone, try to be solution oriented or when you're trying to ask for help as well, again, be solution oriented. How can their help help? fix or aid this problem next in terms of like professionalisms make sure again the basics you're speaking clearly Mm. articulately appropriately using appropriate language for whatever workplace you find yourself in yeah um 
And then lastly, I would say take initiative as well. Don't wait for someone to ask for your opinion all the time. Yeah. If you're asking, if you're, you know, producing some kind of piece of work, you might want to ask for the advice or opinion from a colleague, or you might want to speak to your manager or your boss. And I, I lied, that was not the last thing. Last thing is be proactive with asking for feedback mm. because I can tell you general things, but you might need to actually ask the people you engage so with. So for example, your parents or your boss or whatever, ask them for feedback as to how you actually communicate. Yeah. A lot of us are afraid to do that because we're afraid of hearing something negative mm. when more times it's positive stuff but also things that you can actually work on. Don't be afraid of criticism. Criticism doesn't always come from a negative intention. Sometimes it's genuinely critical for you to get criticism to work. Mm. So actively look for feedback in professional spaces. When it comes to more like um, less professional spaces, when it comes to, you know, informal settings and all of that good stuff, again, I think it stems a lot from confidence. Mm. Some of us are afraid to um, engage in conversation. Some of us are socially anxious. Mm. Some of us are suffering from, you know, um, just general social anxiety. First of all, take a deep breath. (laughs) Nothing will happen to you. You deserve to be heard. Your voice is important. People care about what you have to say. And charisma can sometimes be something quite difficult to Mm. to pull off, especially Mm. when you're not used to it. It's worth really working on your charisma such that you can actually engage effectively with people. Communication, like all of these things come down to communication and how effective you are. In a similar way to the professional um, setting, you'd be focusing on solutions. Mm. In a less professional setting, you're more so focusing on what goal do you have Mm. in communicating? So what is the purpose and intent? of your communication here because once you have an intention for your communication then it becomes easier to deliver so good so make sure that when you are engaging with other people there's a purpose that you even yourself believe in even if it's a trivial goal yes like like i said the store assistant one it's trivial but it's like you're trying to find pineapples you can't find them in the store you have to ask somebody and you're not going to find it until they give you an answer so you do need to increase the decibels (laughs) of your voice hello excuse me me. (laughs) Where your pineapples are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So stop doubting yourself. Really, really. And, and if it's a thing where you actually need to like read a bit more content on how to improve your communication, yes. then definitely invest in that. Yes. But I can't stress enough how important believing in and in investing in communication is in Facts. every setting. But Facts. I have definitely rambled. No, but everything Courtney, you said please. was it. Every, everything Renee said. <laughs> 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 no, but everything you said, I think it's important to... First of all, you've got to believe that what you have to say is valuable. And if, I think in a family setting, for example, I think one of the, because you mentioned you're 21, I think one of the main things that people go through is you're too young to have an input in the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to communicate that you have a stake in this. Yep. And therefore your opinion deserves to be heard because it's going to affect you too. If you can present that kind of reasoning, people will be like, okay, let's actually hear. Um, I think the other thing is, like you said, it's not, about necessarily talking like somebody else and taking yourself out of your personality and your own temperament Mm. but it's actually asserting yourself um and making your presence known however that form may be so if you are a very funny person if you are a very quiet person you still have to learn how do i command a room to then respond to what i'm presenting right it may also be that oh this is going to sound harsh when you do speak you're not communicating what you believe is valuable. Mm. So you're kind of, you're waffling or people are just thinking, okay, she's going to speak. 
how long is this gonna go on for yeah is, is this gonna do you get what i mean like yeah, there are some yeah. people who they say stuff and you're like oh it's you again do you get what i mean like <laughs> but has that ever happened in your workplace and so it's like you've got to actually pay attention why and actually you can ask people it can seem confrontational but why do people respond like this when i speak mm. you know when i have a suggestion why do people respond like this i'm not yeah. being defensive i'm not i'm trying to improve my communication skills so why is it that people ignore me is it that i'm not loud enough and ask people can you please be honest with me yeah and that yeah. is it's that simple i think having feedback that says you know i want to be heard more what where am i going wrong um or what can i do better please help me especially from the people who do love you and do care for, about you and want to see you thrive um, and it could just be a confidence issue and that's something you should work on as well you know maybe i don't have as much confidence as other people to be as loud or to be as um forthcoming with my ideas and stuff like that because i'm scared maybe they'll be rejected or maybe i'll be rejected Mm -hmm. deal with those deep-rooted issues as well if it's none of that it could just be the superficial things of you don't talk loud enough or you're not succinct um concise enough that's the word so yeah there are so many pinpoints like renee said we can't tell you specifics because we don't know you specifically unfortunately but the people around you know you Mm. and lean Mm. on that Mm. yeah yeah, no, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. I yeah. I love what you're saying about the the fact that sometimes we can have points in our head, but the way that we articulate yeah. them, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't transmute. Yeah. That happens to a lot of people, by the way. It still happens to me. Listen. And sometimes it can be a coping mechanism. Yeah. Sometimes it can be that. And sometimes like there's a spectrum, right? There's those folks who go quiet mm. and they're stuttering and they're just doing a lot. Yeah. And you're just like, Are you okay? he's still there (laughs) he started speaking but (laughs) but yeah and then there's the folks who speak a bit too much and just talking a lot and you're trying to figure out what are the points what am i trying to say um that's not gonna work yeah and um hold tight because something down the line for the for communication is coming from the TMS sisters don't worry we got you um but genuinely do take some time to figure out what is your response where do you fall on that spectrum do you Mm, speak too little or too much much. do you I know speak too quiet or too loud um do you find that's another that's a good thing when you do speak people are like you're too aggressive yeah with all of this and now we feel like you're holding us hostage yeah you're loud so so it's not that people are listening they're just trying to appease you yeah and now all your all your points are not being implemented yeah and they're just like what <laughs> is this yeah what i mean this? communication all comes down to understanding people and you've got to to, or to understand people you must talk to and engage yeah. with yeah. people and i think there's also a power dynamic in here i'm mm. sensing from the dilemma mm. in the sense of you've spoken about the fact that it's your parents and elder folk yes. that really speak for you yes this is also going to sound a little bit harsh, but you are an adult. You are mm. 21. Like you're not 18. In fact, yeah. you're, you're not the cusp adult, of, but you're, you're not the cusp of adulthood. You're in adulthood. Yeah. Um, and I think unshackling yourself from believing that you have to be a certain age or experience or whatnot to have a valid point or yeah. opinion or feel like the, you need the weight of some kind of older person yes. to validate what you have to say. You need to get rid of that. Yeah, Wisdom and knowledge have no age. This is it. So as long as you prove yourself to have valuable things to say, Mm -hmm. people will have to listen to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do have valuable things to say. Just we need to work on how you say them. Absolutely. And that's fine. That takes time. Oh, 
We've had some really wholesome dilemmas. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed. Shout out to you girls. Yeah. But sisters, honestly, if you have anything else that you'd like to add to the mm. sisters in question, or if you have a dilemma that you would like to share with us, right? <laughs> you know, we're all here around wholesomeness and glowing and some, something like glowing growth, we like to say on a weekly basis. Um, feel free to flood our inbox, hello at twomysisters.com, with the subtitle title mm. Dilemma. Yes. Just so we know it's a dilemma. Yes. You're right? Yeah, just so we can on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, please, please do that. And of course, you can always hit us up on Instagram at to my sisterhood. Yes. Hit us up in the DMs, comment, don't be a stranger, all of that good stuff. And of course, you can always come and talk to us directly at CD Boateng and of course at Renee Kapuku. We love to see it. You can also start a conversation. Come on now. Not only in the YouTube comments, but over on Twitter. What? At to my sisterhood. They and have hashtag- a Twitter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we do. At to my sisterhood and hashtag to my sisters. And of course, we tell you this all the time, but some of y'all are missing out. Listen. Jump onto the mailing list where we share exclusive glow and grow tips with you weekly. Weekly. So head to www. Well, I think I only said W twice, but anyway, you know, <laughs> World Wide Web. <laughs> to my sisters.com. And you can actually submit your dilemma on there, but also you can sign up to our exclusive mailing list for some really cool announcements and posts, as well as glow and grow tips. Absolutely. Yes. But sister, I hope that we've given you some advice that was worthy of your time. Absolutely. We will see you soon with another juicy conversation and topic. And some extra stuff oh yes during the week but for now have an amazing week an amazing morning new afternoon or night we will talk to you very soon i know that's right and remember as always keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com